So welcome everybody for this uh, new podcast. Uh, again, uh, it's about our uh, podcast called Spirituality and Mental Health, and we are looking at bereavement at the moment, bereavement and death, which is something that has been quite on demand because we've known that, especially in Luton, we have had a lot of death uh, in regards to this COVID-19. So we were quite interested to, to, to look at that, especially from a faith-based and cultural point of view. And today we have two our guests, uh, local guests, uh, uh, who is Priya and Kamal. So actually Priya is a mental health nurse and she works at LMB Hospital, if I'm mistaken. And also Kamal. Kamal has been part of Bedfordshire Police in the past, but also he's one of the members of uh, the Hindu temple. So we're going to look at the, from a Hindu perspective today, what, what are how can we draw our strength, uh, especially from the Hindu scripture and in, in the Hindu religion, how the religion can empower us, especially people and what other people can learn from, from different faith traditions. Uh, maybe Priya to start. Uh, just quickly, Priya, just uh, introduce yourself a bit more. Uh, we, can, uh, we, can, we can know a bit more about you, what you do uh, as a mental health nurse. I know, I know you're a senior mental health nurse at the moment. Yes, um, I'm a senior mental health nurse. Um, I've been working as a mental health nurse for nearly 10 years now. Um, I work locally in Luton. And, you know, what, one of the things that I do do on a regular basis is instilling hope and, you know, um, supporting people with their recovery. They may not have hope to hold on to, so it's holding on to that hope until they're ready to take it back. It also means that, you know, we work with people who are in an acute crisis, so they're not well enough to be at home. They may need some one-to-one -one support. Um, encouraging them with their coping skills, practicing mindfulness with them, um, you know, and reminding them that it's a marathon, not a sprint, and reminding them what, you know, their hobbies were and their hobbies are in supporting them to help motivate and encourage them to go back to that. Um, also, during the COVID times, um, it's pretty much the same as generally. Um, naturally, it's been a challenging time for everybody. Um, more importantly, those that are most vulnerable or may not be well enough to necessarily understand that, you know, they're unwell, that, you know, they're, they're going through a mental health crisis or even so a physical health crisis such as COVID. Um, you know, we, I, I've worked on our isolation units and, you know, that, that means someone may have to be in isolation for 14 days and having to be barrier nursed in a room and, not being able to see family or friends and being a, us working in that environment means how can we think creatively to encourage those relationships so being able to support virtually in either using a phone or via a zoom or encouraging patients to use whatsapp video call if they're not sure how to do it us enabling them and supporting them to do so and there's been lots of positive feedback which is good Maybe we can go into, into depth into that. I'll just ask Kamal uh, just to introduce himself as well. And then, and then I'll come back to you again, Priya, because you've said some really good stuff here, which I like about the virtual. And you talk about it's not a sprint, but it's a marathon. Yeah, let, let's, let's go to Kamal first. Mm. Hi, uh, everybody. My name is Kamal Acharya. I mean, um, it, uh, thanks, Riyad, uh, for uh, talking to me about this um, very important subject, you know, at a particular at this time or any other time, you know, like uh, supporting the community is the most important thing, and particularly those near and dear ones who are uh, around, um, you know, who are in need of support. And um, 
COVID, uh, particularly focusing on COVID-19, you know, at the moment, as we know, we all know that so many families and uh, relatives and uh, friends uh, have got uh, or gone through a different kind of um, uh, unexpected deaths and bereavement within the um, communities and it is a really challenging time. Thank you very much, Kamal. I mean, um, Kamal, uh, if, if, I, if I ask you, um, in terms of faith and spirituality, uh, how can we, um, if I'm a Hindu and uh, or somebody of, of, a, of a different faith as well, how can I use a scripture, uh, especially any scripture within the Hindu tradition, what is out there that can help me to go through that grieving process, uh, that, that bereavement process, that can help me at least to give me a bit of soothing into my heart uh, it, it, when, when it feels really alone? Yeah. I think um, one of the things is <clears throat> during um, uh, this um, uh, challenging times, you know, that uh, we all know that how support is um, given and uh, taken, you know. It, people get very, first of all, there is a, that impact of uh, getting um, the shock and the reality or the grief doesn't um, set, in, uh, set in immediately, you know, because there is a time, uh, I think, Regardless of being in a Hindu culture or any other culture, you know, that um, grief is something very, very, very close to everybody's heart. And um, uh, one of the things, uh, the ways in the, within the Hindu, uh, like, let me just give you an, our personal example. I mean, this is something, you know, very personal to all of us, you know, and particularly me and uh, my family. We just lost a member of family um, and, um, uh, during these um, uh, difficult and challenging times. And um, the worst part, I think, was about um, not understanding what has happened because, A, we couldn't go there um, mm -hmm. to see my, um, uh, my sister-in-law. Um, her husband passed away, unfortunately. And um, we couldn't go there. Um, uh, my wife couldn't go and see there. So the, the grieving process was is like on a hold, like at the at the moment, and uh, it is uh, such an impact. You know, we were lucky that um, we were fortunate that um, uh, my children were able to go and support them uh, because um, myself and uh, my wife we are locked in the house. You know, and um, by receiving these uh, government letters and all this, guy, we don't know what to do, but phone calls and then we uh, um, the children had arranged um, uh, all these uh, prayer meetings you know via zoom now it was that is uh, like a tiny little bit of comfort you know to say at least something is happening mm -hmm. and then reciting um, reciting all the um, the uh, Bhagavad Gita the SARS and also reciting all the uh, holy scripts you know where that brings like a spirituality, the reality of life of where uh, people are, where we are in today's life as a human being, you know, regardless of whatever religion it is, everybody, when they pick up a book, you know, then they feel that sensation, you know, when you pick up any holy scripture, you know, first of all, uh, just uh, have a think about it. And uh, we never, we never go deep into these things, but when you, pick up, up any holy scripture, you will feel a tingling within your body. You know, uh, it's an experience that people have had, but they don't, don't remember these things. And this is very important because what it is, it's giving you, starting to give you that, just the, the feel of it, the power of it, you know, and uh, it's, it's inviting you, uh, come and read me, mm. come with me, you know, be mm. with me. 
and be with others you know that is the message it starts to give even you, uh, you haven't opened a page you know but mm. this is uh, is something amazing experience that people have well, they don't look this within their own minds you know and um, uh, I, I would uh, say you know so we we are supporting uh, my sister in law like that and um, giving our calls every day it is still you know but there's in the, in the back of mind there is still that about we haven't seen her we haven't hugged her we haven't like hold her hand mm-hmm. and it, it, those kind of challenging times um in, in this time you know we're just uh, like are we counting days you know i was just talking to my wife and i just said when is the first time we will go be able to go and see and um, we don't honestly know and there's a big question mark and but we are keeping connected through spirituality you know we are keeping connected with her you know with a, with a, an open mind and asking her to read this and recite uh, the books and all this kind of thing and i think she's slowly slowly i mean it's not because grief is never finished you know um, for anybody a loss is the loss you know which we all remember um, the departed soul, you know, with um, what their good deeds were, how we enjoyed with him or her. And that is more important. And also to keep on talking with them all the time, encouraging them to talk. And that is one smaller way, very tiny, smaller way of asking them to move on, you know, mm. like um, from the first day up to the 10th day and then the ritual ceremony happens. And then that is like, um, can we move on? But it's only like um, a guidance. Mm. People can't move on. People don't move on sometimes for years, and mm. you know, and uh, which is a fact. Um, when the uh, anniversaries come, birthdays come, or any occasions come, people remember in different ways, and which is fine. Uh, there is nothing wrong in it, you know. And um, at least you get the blessings, you know, of uh, wherever they are um, you know, of the departed soul. So that's that's like um, uh, I think um, uh, just to a brief, yeah, yeah, <laughs> rather I think, long-winded answer yeah, no, to your I think, question. I think I think I like I like this process that you've been talking about grieving process. That just by taking the the Holy Scripture, yes. and, and and get and also you it's, it's like this encouraging people to talk as well. It's it's part yeah. of that grieving process. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I ask you uh, some uh, about the Scripture itself, if there is any special uh, part of the scripture people can read to i know there's something called Gita Saab, but before i ask you about that i'll come back to priya and ask you priya that that, that simple question I, it's not a really simple question priya it's about what you what uh, kamal is talking at the moment we're talking about faith and taking the book etc you coming from a science background do you feel like there is a scientific support uh especially how does that fit within mental health to bring that support of spirituality and religion uh, as people are going for that uh, for that process, whether it's supporting mental health or that grieving process. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very important. Um, you know, this could help aid a person's recovery. Um, it's they can hold on to their identity. Um, you know, especially if they were practicing a particular religion or culture prior to them becoming unwell. Um, you know, equally, it's enabling people to look after themselves, to seek support, to seek guidance. You know, um, many, many hospitals and outside of hospitals as well, there's lots of communities that, you know, you could go to that would help you connect with the right person from the right faith. 
um you know and and also like personally for me i i am quite a spiritual person i am a religious person but what that helps me with with my own mental health mm. is that if i practice and read these scriptures or you know sing um religious songs it helps me to disconnect and to mm. to improve my own mental health and lots of people have lots of different things that's just one of the things that i have I think I like what you just said. It's, it's that uh, it helps you to disconnect. I think it gives you that, what would you say, that mental space that you need where things are getting like overwhelming and busy and having that break with uh, your faith and, and religion gives you that, that, that space. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Like I said, you know, it's not about pressurizing anybody to be of a particular faith because lots of people also aren't of any faith and that's okay too. Yeah. So, so Kamal, I mean, is, mm. is there, uh, if we go to that scripture, maybe I think, yeah. yeah, can you tell us a bit more about any scripture? Well, I know there's Gita Sar, which is quite empowering, yeah, yeah. I think. But so, uh, there, there are plenty of messages in Gita Sar, and uh, which is uh, quite important. And uh, some of the things are, we already live with them uh, from in day-to-day -day life, you know. So, <clears throat> I mean, uh, so just um, uh, um uh, one of my my personally personal favorite it could not be for others you know but it's uh, something that uh, uh, why do you worry about uh, without a cause mm. that's the very first thing you know whom do you fear without reason you know who can you kill are you you're not because of what you are doing is that it's being honest to yourself talking to yourself and discussing you know because as we know the soul is neither born nor it, does it die Mm. whatever happened has happened for good what is happening is happening for good whatever will happen will also happen for good and sometimes when when i read that and i, I you know just to digest this itself the challenging words you know then it, it just say you may not need have any regrets for the past mm. see you need not worry for the future the present is happening why do you why what you lost that um, that you are crying, so he's giving you a faith. What is it that you have lost? You came with nothing. You are going with nothing. What is going to remain is going to uh, be here, and is uh, one of one of the other things. Is what what did you produce? What did you think got destroyed? You did not bring anything. Whatever you have done, you received from here. Whatever you have given, you have given only here. Mm. Whatever you took, you took from God. Whatever you gave, you gave to him. You came empty-handed, you would leave empty-handed, you know. And it's a challenging time. Not, it's not everybody um, uh, can um, uh, sometimes, uh, even I, uh, when I, I, I always, uh, from time to time, keep on reading this, trying to understand and digest uh, what is the definition of all this. Very deep-rooted messages spiritually, you know. Very deep, but also very challenging as well, isn't it? It challenges yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely challenging, you know, because uh, especially at the at the moment, if I say to some um, somebody who is like a, um, uh, I can't I can't uh, say to my sister-in-law, you know, I'm I'm reason I'm giving you her example is because it's it's the reality, the fact, yeah. you know, that we are encouraging her to talk, and all the time we are encouraging to talk. Not only about good things, but also what are her fears, what are her concerns, because she is not um, 
like a, a, a person who knows everything about what the rules and regulations are about this, that, the other, how to go to the bank and change the name or how to go to a post office and change the name and all this. It takes a little bit of time and encouragement. And uh, I was saying to my wife, you know, that she's saying, I don't I, I, I she was very upset and saying, I don't know what she's going to do um, because she knows nothing. She's completely illiterate. I said, look, when time comes, you know, this is where you know, we talk to her, give her encouragement. And there is always a way and a vision that the Lord Almighty gives us all, regardless of any culture, religion or anything. It gives us a vision and a rays of hope to see and they will go there they might go there they might fail once but the second time they know ah i need to do this that they are in a better way and uh, they will find out their own way as i was just saying what happens if luckily she's here what if she was in a country where there's no communication or nothing at all then what would have happened people have survived over the thousands and millions of years in years in in a different way but how they have survived is by caring for each other, by looking out for each other. You know, if you look at the history, various histories over the um, uh, hundreds of years, you know, like even uh, uh, Lord Krishna has mentioned, you know, that why you fear uh, uh, for a war or why you fearing for uh, what is going to happen? Because you know the destiny, you know if you can talk with people and there is always a solution. And in life, that it becomes a solution, you know, that if I don't know once, I will ask something else. If I don't know currently at the moment something, you know, I will I will call on upon you or, or Priya or whoever it is, you know. I just call. There's nothing to be ashamed of because we all learn in a different direction and different ways. I know, I know, I know time is pressing on you and you might need to leave us soon. Uh, can, I, can I just ask before I go to Priya, uh, what are, is there any support available currently, especially for the Hindu community at the Hindu Mandir, or is there a phone line or helpline that people can call or they, they can use? Anything you can share with us? So at the moment, uh, you know, what um, the Mandir has done is um, uh, that um, they've managed to uh, contact all their uh, networked people, make sure that um, because we need to also be careful about uh, various other uh, the uh, issues about um, uh, safety and uh, data issues and all these kind of things. So we've contacted the key people or those who are already running the smaller groups, you know, within the mandir, and to contact those people, vulnerable people who need help. And that's where uh, we are contacting them. And from time to time, calls are made to people just to see how they are, where they are. So there is a support network uh, and also. At the same time, you know, contact the Hindu temple, wherever, leave the message, somebody will come back, you know, because there is always a, like a mechanism, you know, a network of people who have been uh, allocated to do certain things. And it's open that sometimes we we don't choose, you know, that um, I'm only going to support an ex-member um, uh, of the community. At these times, we need to support each other. We need to be for there for everybody, regardless, you know, and um, especially where I live in, in my street, if, uh, because I, we've seen uh, very many vulnerable people there and we've checked out with them, you know, it's just asking them, are you okay? Do you need any help and all this? And that is all it is needed, you know, at the moment. So support mechanism is out there and I'm very, very grateful to um, various volunteers, particularly like um, including Elkoff, you know, who are reaching out and uh, with this uh, positive messages, you know, because 
there is one simple saying which I have always kept in my life, you know, which I, I love uh, from the day when I heard it. Do they duty which is their best, live on to they got the rest. You know, we have to uh, give the best what we can, as much as we can. Everybody has got different um, uh, strength, um, emotionally, spiritually, whichever way, and give them the best and we can try the rest. Leave on to go the rest and have what it means is basically telling let us support each other, let us get strength from each other, and that is the way forward. Yeah, out of time because you were talking about the, the scripture earlier, and it sounds also very challenging. And when people are in that emotion, maybe Priya can add to that later on there's anger, there's uh, and then the, the, the anger about also where's God, you know what I mean? God has yeah. left me so. How, how do we answer this question when we are supporting people grieving? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're, um, sometimes um, uh, is um, looking at uh, different things. People have, um, I've seen um, people grieving in a very, very strange way. They throw every, all the photographs away and scriptures away and all that, you know, from their houses. I don't want to know God is not there and all that, particularly when there is an impact on a, or a younger person has passed away, you know. And um, it's uh, like we have to um, uh, console them in a different way to see how is that their grieving uh, uh, way, way of life, you know. Is this how they are? Because they are so much in, uh, uh, entangled. They, were, they are so close to uh, their, um, anybody, any near and dear one. But I think one of the things is to keep talking with them, regardless what they want to talk about. You know, if they say, God is not there and all that. I don't think that that becomes a right time to discuss, you know, initially. Yeah. It's better to leave it for a longer term. I think and listen, listen probably. Yes, and, and talk about um, um, the issues and what was, uh, how was the person about, uh, what did happen and what happened and what did he or she do the best things. Those are the kind of things, you know, because it kicks in, into conversation. It starts for them to open up, you know, and that is the key question. If one has to start to open up, if people don't open up, you know, you can't discuss, but this process in any culture, I think as a human being, I'm saying, um, um, the number of people I've supported in, uh, in uh, over the years, you know, in my working life in Bedfordshire, which I'm very, very grateful, you know, uh, whilst working even for victim support uh, over the years, um, I think, is about um, letting people time, giving them time. If not today, tomorrow, they will bring up another subject uh, and the subject matter will be to talk about their grief. And because that, if they can't talk about today, they will talk after one year also, but they will talk because there is something, you know, which is there. They might not, um, they might grieve in, in private also, we don't know. They are angry. They have thrown all the scriptures away, holy scriptures away, the photographs or whichever, whatever belief they have, you know, regardless. And that is where um, you can see uh, when you, uh, uh, the process, uh, when you, uh, I slightly smile when I see the person has come to a temple, you know, um, inside my heart, I don't smile at them. I smile inside my heart to say, I'm, Thank God um, that they are starting um, to look at uh, things in life differently mm. and in a positive way 
to seek some spiritual direction um, to recover from the grief. So Priya, okay, just following up on that. Uh, I think uh, what Kamal was talking, I think he, he reflected something that you started initially talking about when you said he was talking about giving people the time to grieve. And you, you said earlier that it's a marathon, not a, not, not a sprint. And we've heard that actually over the last uh, few weeks now. We heard that from the Christian community. We heard that from the Muslim community. They're all saying the same thing. Give people time. Don't just jump to push them to get better. I think that the question here is then how especially you from becoming from a mental health point of view as a mental health nurse, how can we have a healthy uh, grieving process? What are the things that people can do to have to, to make it healthy for them so that it doesn't, uh, that those emotions doesn't become too overwhelming and draining? So thanks for that, Ria. Going back to what you said about it's a marathon, not a sprint. What we mean by that is, you know, taking each moment as it comes, taking each emotion as it comes and trying to figure out what's the best way to do that. Some things that might help people um, that have also helped me in the past is during a grieving time is seeking support from family and friends um, listening to music, whether it's something that's religious or not religious or cultural or not cultural. Um, Practicing mindfulness, such as some yoga, some meditation, coloring. Um, you know, there's lots and lots of apps available. There's lots of mindfulness activities in the local area. Um, another thing that may be helpful is chanting. Um, and then also, nature is a great way. So maybe thinking about going out for a light walk. Um, even if it is just for 10 15 minutes and then you look to build it up that's just something to get you outside of your home environment um and you know if you feel that actually it's working for you maybe thinking about another exercise you might wish to pick up and also finding out what you used to enjoy and trying to hold on to that um it may be something that you know you used to enjoy when you know you you may have lost a loved one but trying to carry on with that it, it will be hard initially but it's about trying and taking that first step um, and you know there's also if these things don't work you can even keep trying keep a thoughts diary to help express the emotions mm. and release the emotions that you may have in your mind and you may not necessarily feel comfortable to speak to family and friends but actually if you write that down, it's a little bit more helpful. And then later on, if you wish to share that with family and friends and you don't want to talk, you can just show them the book, which can sometimes be helpful for those who are wanting to support you. And lastly, you know, if all of these things don't work and you're still struggling, you can always consider some sort of counselling mm -hmm. if you feel that, you know, that's something that you may benefit from. Yeah, I think you said uh, so. Just to recap on that so thought diary, which is quite uh, powerful to do, like like have a kind of a journal. People can can write nature. You've said mindfulness, music, and counseling. Now coming to this issue of counseling, we know that a lot of people um, doesn't necessarily access the counseling service, or and one of the reason for that is the cultural appropriateness or the faith appropriateness of of, of those. Um, counseling service so what's your view do you think that there needs to be a better way of, of supporting people working with them where they are and and bring their identity 
in, into the counseling process? It's a difficult one to answer, um, but my own opinion is that, you know, if somebody is a trained counsellor, that's great. Sometimes it's easier for somebody like myself of my faith, it might be easier for me to connect with a counsellor of a Hindu faith. Um, yeah. Or sometimes it might be easier for me to connect with somebody not of a Hindu faith, and that's okay. But I think whoever may be doing the counselling, it goes back to the whole spirituality and the um, faith care team and thinking about actually, if maybe I am of a different faith and I'm speaking to somebody, would they like somebody from their community group or okay. from their faith or one of the leaders? And if they're consenting and agreeing, then thinking about that. And you reckon that service is available within the counselling service, that people can access that? As far as I'm aware, it is, yeah. And yeah. if things have changed, then, you know, they may have changed. But from my yeah. experience, it is available. Which makes sense, actually. You would expect to have that, that sort of support. Just maybe a, a, a final question. I mean, you're working uh, at the front line at the moment, uh, uh, servicing the community. I'm, I'm sure you've been dealing with people uh, who are dying uh, in, in their last moment. So how have you been able to support them? And because what we know also, the number of times people are unable to see their loved ones who are dying. Uh, I know LND Hospital is doing a, a quite a great job at the moment by doing some FaceTime, people in their last moment talking to their families. So any other things that you've been involved with and sharing that experience with us? So being a nurse, um, being a senior mental health nurse, a junior mental health nurse, a student nurse, it never prepares you, you know, when you're even three or three years of training, it never prepares you for somebody who may be in the last stages of their life and, you know, are, are having palliative care. Um, in the absence of patients and relatives being able to hold a person's hand, that's where we've been able to step in or I've stepped in to hold a patient's hand, make sure that they're comfortable making sure their personal hygiene is looked after, um, virtually similar to the L&D hospital, that's also what we do. So, you know, thinking about if it's FaceTime or WhatsApp video call or Zoom by, you know, arranging a locked private meeting or, you know, to really make sure that it's secure as well and it's personal for those family members. And it's really just ensuring that those last stages of a person's um end of life care is really really being looked after mm -hmm. great uh any any other thought priya in terms of uh what uh, um when people are going for that moment of loneliness uh what can they do uh if they are not accessing any services or they feel they are lonely so what are the things that they can implement if they don't want to go outside so what are the things they can do as well just to support them in, in that grieving period? So I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier in terms of listening to music that they yeah. may enjoy, practicing mindfulness such as yoga, meditation, um, chanting, thinking about adult coloring books, junior coloring books, because it helps us to switch off from the mind. Um, thinking even about a meal plan, because I know during a grieving mm. process, sometimes people don't necessarily feel like eating and that's okay. Yeah. But mm. Thinking about maybe if I can plan my meals for three days of the week rather than a whole week or 
you know, um, splitting it up. So that that can give you some sort of hope and something else to focus on, um, you know, and even trying to structure your day a little bit. So, you know, if you wake up at, I don't know, 10 a.m. and being like, OK, 11 a.m., I'm going to shower. Even if that's the only thing you do that whole day, that is amazing because mm-hmm. you know it can be a lonely time even if you're surrounded by lots of people or not mm-hmm. surrounded by mm-hmm. anybody it is a very lonely time mm-hmm. for that particular individual um you know and mental health is is something that we all should not be ashamed about and it's something that you know we need to continue to talk about with each other there's no right or wrong answer we've all got our level of mental health And at one point in our lives, we will always be affected by mental health. So having those open and honest conversations with yourself, but also with others will really, really help with anybody's recovery. And, you know, even contacting your local faith groups, um, you know, we work very closely with those individuals. um, And I'm sure like Luton Council of Faiths and other organisations in the local area would be happy to you know support and work together really to help enable recovery and instill hope in people's lives that's great Priya I think uh, time has gone really fast uh, so I think uh, there's been a lot to 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 think here and I, I'm sure that our listeners are going to take that especially like that I never thought about that meal plan that you can develop because that's very simple but also can be very powerful as well especially it helps you actually you have something to look for and prepare and maybe switch off a little bit and, uh, and also maybe eating healthy sometimes you know eating at this time it also is very important so Priya I can't thank you enough uh, to give us your time I know you're a key worker you're you've taken some time today and um, to give us uh, and, to, and to talk to us a little bit about your experience especially, especially from a mental health point of view which a lot of the time is a taboo in, 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 in across communities. So thank you, and we also thank Kamal for his, for his input. Okay, so I'll just say uh, thank you everybody, and um, thank you for uh, uh, organizing this, and I'll leave you all, all the best, um, Riyadh um, and uh, all Elkov team and everybody. Please stay safe, um, take it easy, and uh, uh, as I said, always talk. Regardless, <laughs> that's the key message. Thank, right. thank you for your kind words and some right. words of wisdom. Uh, okay. thank Thanks, Riyadh. And I hope everybody stays safe and stays well. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you.